Blessings, and welcome to Arms Upheld, Support in Life's Hard Battles. I'm Lynn Pierce, and I'm here to hold up your arms with encouragement, something to think on, and a prayer to focus on the one who holds all things together while you continue to fight the battles in your life. In the midst of battle, life can feel overwhelming, challenging, or beyond. I don't know what God has called you to do, what battlefield you are walking through, but at times you may find yourself feeling this way. I want you to know that even though your battle likely looks different than mine, I'm here to support you. I want to stand with you until the breakthrough happens and you can see the victory materialize. My hope is that these few minutes we spend together will help you lighten your load, feel seen, connected, and loved, and fix your eyes on Jesus. Let's begin with God's Word. Later on in the third year of the drought, the Lord said to Elijah, Go and present yourself to King Ahab. Tell him that I will soon send rain. 1 Kings 18.1 from the New Living Translation As we pick up here with Elijah, three years have passed since we began this journey. Elijah's time has been spent at the Kareth Brook and in Zarephath, living with the widow and her son. In the English Standard Version, 1 Kings 17.3, the Lord told Elijah to hide himself. Now he receives the opposite command, show himself. A new assignment is given. What is Elijah's response? We return to the New Living Version for the answer. 1 Kings 18 verse 2 tells us, So Elijah went to appear before Ahab. Like every other time we've read about, Elijah obeys. Next, we are introduced to Obadiah, the man that is going to help Elijah complete his new mission. According to verse 2, the famine has been very severe in Samaria, as we can imagine, with no rain for three years. Verse 3 tells us some conflicting information about Obadiah. First, he is in charge of Ahab's palace. He is someone trusted by the king and whom the king heavily relies on. And Obadiah is a devoted follower of the Lord. This may seem contradictory at first glance, but when we move closer to the character of God, perhaps we can see a new perspective. Wouldn't it be just like our God to have one of his followers in a significant position close to the king? If God could hide Elijah in the wilderness and the home of a widow, Could he not also hide a key player right under the nose of an evil king? Verse 4 shows us how Obadiah's position has already saved the lives of 100 men of God. Ahab's also evil wife, Jezebel, tried to kill all of the Lord's prophets. Obadiah hid 100 of them in two caves and has been supplying them with food and water. I'm not sure how long he's been hiding and caring for these cavemen, but the famine has been severe. 
Obadiah is running the palace, doing all kinds of jobs for Ahab, and still managing to provide food and water to 100 men during a drought. That has miracle of God written all over it. Today's job for Ahab is for Obadiah to help him find grass to feed the king's horses and mules. We get this from verse 5. Verse 6 continues that they divided the land between them. Ahab went one way by himself, and Obadiah went another way by himself. This is the situation when Obadiah's journey and Elijah's collide. Verse 7 reads, As Obadiah was walking along, he suddenly saw Elijah coming toward him. Obadiah recognized him at once and bowed low to the ground before him. Is it really you, my lord Elijah? He asked. This verse tells us some fundamental pieces of information. Number one, Obadiah knows Elijah. He must have had some previous experience with Elijah because he recognizes him at once. Two, Obadiah knew of Elijah's relationship with God, respects Elijah, and reveres the Lord he knows is with him because he bows low to the ground before him. Yet, Obadiah still asks Elijah if it's really him probably because he knows the extent that Ahab has searched for him and he knows how God has hidden Elijah over the past three years and it must have seemed surreal to see him again. Elijah answers, Yes, it is, and gets right to the point. Now, go and tell your master, Elijah is here. He is a man on mission for God and is determined to carry out the command he was given, namely to present himself to the king. This interaction too shows that Elijah knows Obadiah and his relationship to King Ahab. They must have been close enough for Obadiah to speak frankly to explain the situation at hand. For the sake of time, I'll summarize Obadiah's response in verses 9-14. through Obadiah argues that if he goes to Ahab and tells him, Elijah is here, the king will kill him. He tells Elijah about the 100 men that are relying on him and the extent that King Ahab has gone to find Elijah. And ultimately, that if he does what Elijah is asking, his death is certain. We pick up in verse 15. But Elijah said, I swear. By the Lord Almighty, in whose presence I stand, that I will present myself to Ahab this very day. Essentially, Elijah's reminding Obadiah that this direction comes from God, who he knows is with them, and that God's plan is now for him to show himself to the king, and his days of hiding end today. What now? is Obadiah's response. Verse 16 tells us, So Obadiah went to tell Ahab that Elijah had come, another obedient servant of Yahweh, which is the meaning of Obadiah's name. 
let's pause here and reflect on the lessons we're learning. The lesson of obedience continues through this phase of Elijah's journey as well. Obeying God's commands is so essential to our relationship with him. Today, we are introduced to another servant of the Lord, Obadiah. Obadiah has had his own journey while we have been following Elijah. He also is doing important work for God's kingdom. He's keeping 100 men alive in a drought. I mean, Elijah was only keeping a widow and her son alive, right? In the past weeks, this seemed pretty miraculous. But now, each life is precious. The widow and her son's lives matter to God, just as the lives of Obadiah and the 100 cavemen matter. God is willing to go to great lengths for one, like Elijah, or two or three, add in the widow and her son, just as he would for 100 men of God. Whether we are leaders like Elijah, vital supporters like Obadiah, diligent devotees like the cavemen, or the simple widow striving to keep her family alive, we are all seen and loved by the same God. Let's remember Elijah's lesson here to stay on mission. Whatever God has called you to do, is invaluable. Let's keep obeying and moving forward, believing in our hearts the value we are adding to God's kingdom. And remember, there will be seasons that God will have you connecting with him on your own. Other times, he'll have you work with people on a personal level. And still others, when you will be on the move toward a more public service. The timing is up to God. Obedience is ours to choose. Let's pray. Jesus, you are the good shepherd who leaves the 99 to save the one. You see our individual lives as priceless. Fill us with your love so that we too can be about the Father's business with undeterred focus. Help us love and revere our God with all that we are. Open our eyes to see others around us as beloved, that we may love them better, more like you. Jesus, we cannot do any of this without you. Be near us. Be with us. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Thank you for spending a few minutes with me. Your time is precious and I appreciate it. We're going to be hanging with Elijah this summer and seeing how his journey can help us reflect and grow stronger in our faith as we continue to fight our hard battles. I hope you will stick around to hear more. If you'd like to read on your own, Elijah's account begins in 1 Kings 17 and continues through 2 Kings 2. I'd also like to invite you to check out my recently launched website at hlynnpierce.com. It's one more way I can connect with you. 
You can claim a copy of my prayer victory for free by subscribing to my twice-monthly encouraging email called A Taste of Tranquility. This is to help you step from the swirling winds of life's storms into the eye for a moment and refocus on our anchor, Jesus. I hope to see you there. As always, your battle may look different than mine, but let's stand together. I'll keep your arms upheld until victory is real in your life. Remember, God is for you, and so am I.